BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey, it's Monique. I hope all is well. This is episode 46 of the Brown Vegan Podcast, where I love to share my experiences with transitioning to a vegan lifestyle. I've been a vegan since April 2010, and I also love to bring guests on to share theirs as well, because I know there's so much power in sharing your stories and making it as accessible as possible, making this lifestyle as practical as possible. You can find out more about what I do and how I do it at brownvegan.com. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk about some ways that you can save money when you're getting started on a vegan journey, because I know that that's a concern for a lot of people. When I started my own journey, we're a family of five. I have my husband and my three sons. And yeah, I know that it was like I had sticker shock when it came to certain items when I would purchase them. So I can definitely relate to making sure that things are affordable so that you can move forward. So I will say that when I first started, some of the things that really felt really, really, really expensive to me was buying maple syrup, like real maple syrup, not no log house. Is it called log house or log cabin? I think it's called log cabin. Not buying like Anjamama, some of the processed crappy syrup, but buying like real maple syrup was like a major sticker shock to me. Also buying raw cashews. I was like, oh my goodness. Some of the vegan alternative products, some of that stuff, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know how anybody is able to go vegan. It's so expensive. So like I said, I can relate if you feel like that the cost is keeping you back from, you know, getting started. So of course, I got to share some tips on how to make that easier. So the mindset shift that I want to talk about that I think needs to happen is the fact that you are really, in my experience, you're transferring the cost of your meat, your dairy, your eggs, your honey, you're transferring that cost to, you know, more grains, more fruit, more vegetables, seeds, nuts, things like that. So it's not that you're paying more money, it's that you're transferring the cost. I think that sometimes it it throws people off a little bit because they're making two different meals. And if you are making two different meals, like you're making one meal for yourself and then one meal for your family, then yes, that can be expensive. But if you decide that you're going to just go ahead and experiment and try with trial and error and make one vegan meal that everybody will enjoy, the cost shouldn't be so much. So I have three sons and my boys are older. So I have two teenagers in a preteen, right? So they eat a lot. It was so funny. My mom was just like teasing me about this the other day about how much they eat. So I would say our grocery bill, it runs about $800 a month and this includes everything. 
That to some people may seem like a lot, but if you have a bigger family, you know that that's really not that much because, you know. So as far as the tips, one of the things that helped me so much was getting getting over the fact that I don't have to do all of my grocery shopping at Whole Foods and places like that. A lot of people think, okay, vegan, if you're vegan, it automatically means that you shop at Whole Foods. But I know so many vegans who do their main grocery shopping at Walmart. You can shop wherever you want and get vegan options. Okay? You can do all of your regular grocery shopping at the store that you typically go to. Then you can go to Whole Foods or a health food store to get those things. So the bulk of your money will continue to go at a more affordable store for your main ingredients. You know, things that you can get anywhere like potatoes and spinach and bananas and tomatoes and greens, all of that kind of stuff. And then when it comes time for you to go to, um, you know, maybe you need some meat alternatives or maybe you need some nutritional yeast and you can't get that at a normal grocery store, then you buy those items at, you know, a specialty store. The next tip I'm going to talk about is probably going to hit the core for some people because you don't want to hear this, especially if you're someone who doesn't like to cook. But that tip is you have to get your butt in the kitchen and cook some food, man. If you want to have a long-term, affordable vegan lifestyle, you have to get comfortable with cooking in your kitchen. I didn't really cook that much before I was a vegan. Even though I had a family, I still didn't cook that much. So you have to be comfortable with the idea of getting in the kitchen and chopping your vegetables and getting some broth and making soup and things like that. You have to get in the kitchen if you want to save money. That's not a bad thing, though, because the next tip I'm going to give you is when you plan your meals, make sure that you plan enough for leftovers. Typically, when I do a meal plan for the week, I will only plan about mm, four to five dinners because in my mind, I'm thinking of ways to make leftovers. So not only will we save money, but we'll also save time that way. So perfect examples of some of the foods that you can make for leftovers, I would say spaghetti, soups, stews, burritos. You can make enough taco filling to last for a couple of meals so you can have tacos. So don't feel like you have to cook every single meal, but you do have to get your butt in the kitchen if you want to save some money. So the next tip I want to give you is understanding that veganism or being a vegan does not equal it has to be organic. I know that I think that's one of a big misconceptions. I actually get emails about this that people say that they want to go vegan, but the idea of paying, you know, for everything being organic makes them really nervous as far as their budget. So they're not sure if they can do this long term. Don't feel like you have to buy everything organic. I always tell people that you should buy what you can afford because I never want that to be the reason that you don't get started. The Environmental Working Group has a list of the dirty dozen. So it's basically the um, list of produce that gets sprayed the most with pesticides. And some of those include, you know, um, spinach and potatoes and peaches and apples. So they recommend that you buy those organic, but you know, things like onions don't get sprayed. So if you don't want to buy that organic, you don't have to. So I guess the point I'm making is don't let that be the reason you don't get started. If everything can't be organic, that is okay because you can still be a vegan and not eat everything organic. So do what you can based on your budget. I mean, think about it this way. The cheapest, one of the cheapest things in a grocery store is a can of beans, right? And that is vegan. So don't feel like you have to um, spend an arm and a leg and that it has to be organic in order for you to start this lifestyle. Start when you can, do what feels right for your situation, and then make adjustments as you go along. The next tip I want to give you is just to keep it simple in that kitchen. You know, don't feel like you have to be a gourmet chef every night. I know how... Uh, 
It could be when you're looking at pictures on Instagram and you see people putting these elaborate recipes together and you want to be in there and chef it up too. That's cool. That's cute. You could do that on the weekends, but don't feel like that's something that has to be your lifestyle every single day. You know, keep it super simple. You know, stir fries, uh, casseroles, uh, toss some ingredients in a crock pot and keep it moving. Don't feel like it has to be this elaborate, you know, experience because then it's going to steep. It's going to stop you from getting started. So don't do that. And the last tip I want to give you is to plan your meals. I know, I know. (laughs) I'm telling you, when I started, I was like, oh, my goodness. I didn't realize the fact that I, first of all, I didn't realize that I wasn't planning it at all. Okay. Cause I thought I would plan my meals before I was vegan, but it's a different type of planning that goes into it. So just think about some of the foods that you're already eating and how you can switch out those ingredients and make your dishes vegan. So you can just plan, like I said earlier, I do meal meal planning when it comes to dinner, like four or five meals a week. I don't plan every single day as far as the meals go. One of the reasons you want a meal plan is so that when you go to the grocery store, you already know what you're buying and you will save so much money. So what you do is just write out your plan for the week, what you're going to have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, get that written down, and then do a grocery list so that when you go to the store, you're only shopping off that list and you're not tempted to, you know, toss in some random things into your cart and then you end up busting your budget. So having a meal plan is going to so save you both money and time because thinking about what you're going to eat at the last second is what's going to sabotage you. You don't want to think at the last second. You want this to be something that you already know based on the fact that you have um, your meal plan written out. So start with that. And it's okay if you're starting slow and you're only incorporating, you know, five vegan meals for the week. That is an amazing start. So like I said, it's all about getting started and learning on the way. It really is about that. So yeah, those are the tips. I hope this was helpful. Use the hashtag brownvegan on Twitter and Instagram. Let me know what you think of the episode. Let me know what you want me to talk about in future episodes. And let me tell you about Zero to Vegan. It is a 14-day course that I put together that's going to be coming out on January 23rd. And in this course, I'm going to teach you how to transition to a vegan lifestyle in an incredibly practical way so that you feel confident about moving forward. I'm going to give you a solid foundation to keep moving forward. We have monthly group calls, um, a private Facebook group. You'll get audio, video, a workbook, uh, an ingredient replacement guide, all of the necessary tools you need to get started. So if you want to learn more about it, and you definitely should register, go to zerotoveganCourse.com. That is zero, Z-E-R-O to vegancourse.com. I have a special price right now. It's only $17 to join. The price will be going up to $47 on the 23rd. So if you're interested, definitely go in now. Only $17 is a one-time cost, and this is going to really help you get the support you need to move forward. So definitely check it out. I hope this episode was helpful. As always, I really appreciate you listening. And um, get all the show notes and everything that I mentioned at brownvegan.com under episode 46. Have a fabulous day, and I will talk to you later. Have a good one. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.